Hello, this is Leslie Gartho-Tenzer, and this is Law to Fact. Today we're talking about the bar exam. Today begins a four-part series on the bar exam. This week I'm speaking with Sean Silverman, owner of Silverman Bar Exam Tutoring. Sean specializes in working with second-time test takers. Next week, I'll speak with Carrie Ann Stout, owner of Vinco Bar Prep. She discusses time and psychological management tips for prepping for a bar exam. The following episode will be a discussion with Chris Fromm, Executive Director of Kaplan PMBR, who gives very specific and helpful tips on answering MBE questions. And our fourth and final podcast will feature Bob Cohn, Northeast Director of Themis Bar Review, who outlines everything students should think about while in law school to assure that they are best prepared to take the bar. So we begin today with Sean Silverman. For second-time test takers, Sean puts it all in perspective. Sometimes two months just isn't enough to pass the bar, and people may need four months. For those four-monthers, the bar is just a second time away. He also shares his specific tips for second-time test takers, many of which are equally helpful to those taking the test for the first time. Before we begin, I want to note that Sean welcomes questions or concerns from any of you who want to connect with him. You can reach him at silvermanbarprep at gmail.com and check out his blog, mbetutorial at blogspot.com. So here's my discussion with Sean Silverman. All right, so <laughs> thank you for joining me. And I, sure. I, you know, you have such a good reputation of helping students, particularly second time around. So I would love to chat with you today about what advice you give to second-time test takers, what they should be thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. So I failed the bar. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. So, you know, with the second-time test takers, I think a little bit of it is psychological. That's the impression I've gotten from working with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've noticed about repeat takers is that one of the most important things that they can do is they've got to feel like they're doing something different than they did the first time, if that makes any sense. like. Okay. In other words, they took a course most likely right. from, from, what I, from what I've seen. Most students, in fact, I very rarely get requests from, from students who had just graduated law school. Oh, most, okay. most requests come from people who have not passed the bar, whether it's one time, two times, it's hard to say. But mm-hmm. so I and definitely. Then, and then just, and, and so those, sure. be, so, so usually people take one of the traditional commercial bar cast classes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and I got to say though, it's, it's, over the last couple of years, I've actually seen more people who are seeking tutoring similar to how they might have for the LSAT or go back further to like when they took the SAT in high school and things like that. G- generally speaking, it would be more of like they'd be supplementing with tutoring. Okay. okay. There's, right. there's a rare student every once in a while who is very independent and they've got the book. Maybe they got it off eBay or something mm-hmm. and be doing a lot of self-studying and they just want some help from a tutor. That's right. probably the, the, the rarest thing right, I see. Right. But I've actually seen more people come and they're saying, well, you know, I don't want to take this more than once. Mm-hmm. So I tried to seek help in addition to Barbree, Themis, Kaplan, all these, all these right. tutoring companies. Right. But mostly even, even still today, I'm working with students who actually did that. They took the course the first time. It didn't work out. So mm-hmm. now they're seeking. So that's, that's where I have the most experience. And mm-hmm. I would think from what I've noticed a lot of it is, well, if they feel like they're just doing what they did the first time and it didn't the first time, just, just psychology would tell you you're not, you're not going to have a very positive outlook about, about where it might turn out if you're mm-hmm. just doing it. So they're looking for a change. Right. And I think 
I think just having a tutor just from that standpoint, they feel like they're doing something differently, mm-hmm. but then I'm able to guide them on, on what they might've done wrong the first time. Okay. So, Got it. One of the themes that I'm finding with um, having talked to a few other bar people is that a lot of the students who don't have success did mm-hmm. not do all the work that was required of them to have success that they thought mm-hmm. that they, you know, either they kind of felt like they were studying, but really they weren't really studying or they didn't yeah. really do all the, you know, practice questions or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They throw a lot at you. <laughs> they throw a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's so much material for mm-hmm. the bar. Exam. Mm-hmm. And I've come to believe that maybe the difficulty of the bar exam is that there's more material than time. Okay. So like if it were, if there was like a, an equation, mm-hmm. that's interesting. <laughs> well, equation, there's mo- there's just more material than there is time. Okay. And so they throw a lot of information at you. They a whole lot of information at you. Mm-hmm. And it's just when a student says that they don't have time to do it, the second thing is, you know, so many repeat takers are working. It's very rare to find a repeat taker who has the ability to go study 10 hours a day in the library. Right. Like 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 you do from May to July when you first graduate law school. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And and it's just a matter of actually studying smarter when you're a repeat taker. In other okay. words, there's, you could, you've still got to study hard. No way around that. Right. But you, you, do need to, you do need to study differently, I think, than, than perhaps the first time you take it. So it's, it's both. You need to study hard and you need to study different. You've got you've to target your weaknesses more. Mm-hmm. In other words, you just don't have the luxury of studying everything equally. I mean, it would be great. And that's, that's you know, the goal would be to study everything a lot, as much as you can. But, you know, you, you have more data now when you haven't passed. So they give you your scores. Um, you can, if, if your score report says 90% on property, which would be great, yeah. uh, but, you know, 10% on evidence, mm-hmm. then you don't want to go 50-50 on those two subjects. You want to spend more time on evidence, which you well, wouldn't have known to do that. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. I, I, do you, I guess there's no one reason why somebody fills the bar. Mm-hmm. But do you find that a lot of times when someone fails the bar because they didn't know a particular topic or is it more kind of a holistic, not approaching the bar the proper oh. way? Both. Substance and strategy, I would say. I mean, so it's always tough for me to, to, for me to advise people. I want to make sure I don't go too far in the direction of a lot of times the, the bar review companies, mm-hmm. they, throw, they throw a lot of information at you. And so I'm often telling students, look, probably you didn't spend enough time practicing. Mm-hmm. And I think similar with law school, you right. know, uh, right. didn't spend enough time practicing. But I have to be careful about going too far in that direction. Because sometimes when I start saying that, it could lead people to think that maybe the substance isn't that important. Like maybe that maybe they should be spending all their time on sort of this idea of getting better at multiple choice questions or getting better at essay writing. That's important, but you do have to have a pretty pretty strong uh, subject no- matter knowledge to do well on the bar exam. Mm-hmm. They, call it, they call it minimum competence. I don't know what to make of that. You know, right. it makes it sound like it's kind of a low level, Yeah. but if it was a very low level, I don't think we would see the passage rates that we see. I think, I think you don't have to be an expert. I mean, I think so many subjects that I'm not a torts expert to the same extent that a, pro- a torts professor is or a property expert to the mm-hmm. extent that I be. And certainly uh, a student taking a bar exam doesn't have to be that, you know, but but you can't go in there, you know, with with very low level knowledge. You have to have some you have to you have to go in there competent. That's okay. what that's the. 
Yeah. All right, so confident, and I'm assuming confident. So let's just get to the psyche part. What sure. is it that, what do you say to a student who failed the bar the first time? Because, what you know, they've done the work. They've obviously are smart enough to get through law school. So what do you say <laughs> to that? And, and I'm, what do you say to that student? First, I tell them, we you've got to, as hard as it is, try to put that aside. I try to put the past aside. <clears throat> they, there's, there's a long time between bar exams, which mm -hmm. I think makes it a little harder for people. Because if you don't pass in July, you've got six months roughly. So yeah. you take it again. It's a long time to wait to have to take it again. So at the very beginning, it's important to, to look over your scores, really think about where you went wrong, what you could do to improve. But I think once you start on, in the process of really studying for the next one, you have to put that aside. You have to put it behind you without, without neglecting whatever it is that might help you from that information because there, there's plenty of good data mm -hmm. and I'm not neglect that. What I'm saying is it's not going to help you to dwell on it. So you might as well think about what you can do to pass. Right. And I think it's really important that people realize that there are specific reasons they didn't pass. What I mean by that is that a lot of people will say to me, I, I just don't understand what I could do differently this time. That's, that, I get that a lot. I feel like I did everything. You know, I spent, I was in the library all day, every day. I, I did all the work that was assigned to me. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, there's so much information to learn for this test mm -hmm. that quickly I can start showing them what they didn't know. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, it's so important you start to realize how little you knew the first time you took it. Um, that's probably the, the psychologically, it's probably the most important thing is going into the test now knowing you know a lot more than you did last time, even though when you took it, you thought you knew everything you could know. So That's a really good point, that you're going to go into it the second time, knowing more than you knew the first time or knowing strategies that are different than the first time. So just because you failed at the first time doesn't mean you'll fail at the second time. Exactly. And on that note, what I tell students is my, my approach, every time you get a question wrong, an MBE question, because my specialty is really the MBE. I tutor the essays and all that, but I've been at the MBE for a long time. So mm -hmm. I tell students, every time you get a question wrong, sort of like you want to squeeze, like it's a sponge, you want to squeeze everything out of that question as you can. Mm -hmm. So probably one, one legal rule that was being tested in that question. I don't have the knowledge of exactly how the questions are composed. I don't write MBE questions, but I'm sort of assuming that a law professor is given uh, a topic within a larger subject that they want to test. And they said, okay, we need you to come up with a fact pattern to test this very specific thing. Right. And, and so I think we need to pull that thing out of the question. Mm -hmm. And I tell write down the rule that had they known it, they would have gotten that question right. Now, what starts to happen is they start to get a list of these rules that, look, they're getting it wrong today. So I'm assuming they didn't know it the first time they took it. So now they've got a list, let's say, of hundreds of rules that they now know they didn't know the first time. And so they're going into the test with just a lot more knowledge. And I think, I think they, people need to know that there was something they didn't have last time to make them realize, oh, you know, I, I see where I see I'm better off this time. In other words, knowing that they're going into the test this time, knowing more than they did last time, just they almost feel like it's the first time they're taking it because they're taking it in a different mindset. That's so. great. And and would you agree if you didn't do the well the first time, it doesn't mean that you're not smart. It just means that you're not strategic mm. in passing the bar exam. Yeah. I just think that you didn't you didn't either have enough time to get ready for it. For some for some people, it's just the fact that there wasn't enough time. And so had you had a, maybe a couple more months, you would have passed. 
And now you have that time. So enough and time so, to study, not enough time on the bar. Enough time to prepare. Right. You know, there just there just wasn't enough time. And and so by the time they take it the second time, now they've had enough time. But the other thing is everybody prepares differently, and sometimes the courses are just a little bit too uniform. They're too formulaic. Mm-hmm. And so they just didn't prepare the way that they needed to prepare. Right. That was a possibility. Got it. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. So that's interesting. So, so the student comes to you, and what kind of – I'm assuming that if they're taking it the second time, they don't repeat the commercial bar course. They only work with you, with you or a private tutor. Um, mm-hmm. And the advantage of that – I'm putting words in your mouth – but the advantage mm-hmm. of that, it seems to me, is that you've already done the commercial bar course, and that didn't yield the results. So you're going to do something different, something yeah. – uh, mm-hmm. I, I would have assumed the same, <laughs> that <laughs> – but, but this idea is I would have assumed that, that students, if they were taking it a second time, probably would choose not to take the course they took the first time. But I think the courses incentivize them to sort of take them again, mm-hmm. and so forth. And a lot of students are just a, just very worried about trying to do it on their own. Okay. So, so a lot of students actually do take repeat courses, but the difference this time is that they supplement with tutoring, whereas the first time they were just taking the course. I see. I see. Okay. So the tutoring is a supplement. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So how, tell me about a little bit about how your, your tutoring works. How does it work? If a student comes to you, what do you recommend that they do given the fact that they're working and mm-hmm. um, they've have like the discount to take the course again or something like that? So um, I recommend lots of, we, we meet, you know, when you meet with a tutor, it's not to the same extent as when you take a course. When you take a course, it's an all-day thing every day. When you meet with a tutor, it could be an hour a week. Mm-hmm. So you've got to figure out what can we do in a, in a very short period of time to, to raise your level on the test. So I think of myself more as teaching a skill. I, I'm not going to lecture on the entirety of constitutional law right. in an hour. It, um, but what I could do is, assuming you come to me with the knowledge, I could show you how to get better at this test. Okay. So I, Let's think of it more like teaching somebody how to play chess or mm-hmm. play the piano or how to play tennis. It's a skill that I'm teaching. And it's just so important that the student come with the knowledge because just to, to, to go back to the chess analogy, if you've never read the rule book to the game, it's hard for me to teach you how to play it. Right. So you've got to come with the, with, the, with the knowledge of how to play. And then I'm teaching process of elimination. All the same things that, we, that you probably learned when you were taking tests, even back in high school, um, I come from a test prep background. Mm-hmm. I even students who are preparing for the ACT and the SAT, law students preparing for the LSAT. So I come to it from that from that background, and I just treat the MBE very similar to other tests. It happens to be a very difficult test. I could say that even from my background, teaching all these different tests. Right. I, they're they're out to they're out to trick a little bit. It's not just testing your legal knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I'm showing them how to get rid of wrong answers. That's a big part of what I do. Well, that's yeah. great. That's perfect. That's great. And and have you have such great success with it. So that's the best part. Thank you. So what? Um, any other advice you would give to students second time test takers? You know, I would just tell them to take about a week or two after they find out. It's really pretty devastating yeah. result. It's a, it's a it's a serious thing. Mm-hmm. So take a little bit of time to deal with that. Right. Yeah. But but be sure that the moment you start preparing, actually preparing for the next test, you put that aside. You have to try. And I don't I don't say that like it's easy. Right. You know, I right. think there's something very difficult mm-hmm. about 
having to start doing again what you did last time and didn't work. You, in your mind, you're just wondering whether this is going to be a cycle that's going to continue on and on and on. So it's it's tough. Right. But 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 so many students end up passing. Mm-hmm. It, the data is out there that you know it's it's it, it takes some time sometimes. But um, you're what you're doing is you're sort of. Uh, building more knowledge than you had previously. So um, if you think about it like peeling back an onion or something, you, you've already peeled back the first layer the first time you took it. You right. don't have to deal with that now. So you can start going deeper and deeper. That, that's the difference between the second time, the third time or whatever, compared to the first time. There actually is a difference. Like, Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that, I, to me, that's that's actually something I hadn't thought about. It makes the most sense is what you're basically saying is that some people need two months to study to pass the bar. Some people need four months to study to pass the bar. So if you need the four months, you didn't have the four months, right. for the, say the July exam, but if you do the four months, two months for July and then two more months for the February exam, that's then right. you have that. And the that's other thing that, that I want to just point out that it, it's, I don't know, this is maybe this is a little of a little bit off, but um <laughs> but I once read in, I think it was Susie Welsh, Jack Welsh's wife said this thing. Whenever you have a problem, say to yourself, is it going to matter in 10 minutes? Is it going to matter in 10 months? Is it going to matter in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Passing the bar is devastating in those 10 minutes. It may even be a little heartbreaking over 10 months, but in 10 years, no one's going to say to you, did you pass the bar the first time? Did you pass the bar the second time? Exactly. So let it go if you can, Yeah. you know? I won't sing frozen. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're right. Every minute you said, spend obsessing that you didn't pass is a minute you're not spending studying for the next round. And I will say people, they, they get over it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like once we start by week three, week two, week three, it's almost like they're taking it the first time. Right. You know, it, you, they're not really anymore thinking about it. I guess as the exam gets closer, mm-hmm. people about the previous ones and they're just so so thinking about the next one right. it, it, it's it's the time between the tests that can be a little tough it would be nice maybe if there were three bar exams instead of two right <laughs> that's that's a good point you ever see that documentary a man takes the bar okay. yes the I lawyer did. walks into the bar yeah. yes i did yeah. see that yeah. yeah i could predict from the minute i saw it i mean mm-hmm. and actually that's that's an interesting movie because it's called the lawyer walks into the bar and right. if you watch it you have the party girl Right, and right. I'm not going to ruin it for anyone, but basically mm-hmm. the moral of the story is if you study, you will pass, right? And, and I think that that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I think you brought up just a great point. It's just a, it's just a fact that it might not happen on the first time for everybody, right. but right. but you keep at it, you're going to pass the test. Right, right. Wonderful. That's great. All right. Well, and how can students get in touch with you? Well, I've had a website. It goes back about a decade now where I'm just posting various things, um, you know, various, various, mainly based on what I see students getting wrong throughout the session. So if I start to see a lot of students getting the same thing wrong, I'll think that might be a good post. Okay. So that, that's on my blog. Probably the best way to find me would be just to type my name okay. into Google. Okay. Um, I've written a couple of books. They're available and on the blog. Oh, great. And if a student needs tutoring, um, my email address is on there so they could just reach out. Terrific. And that's great. So we just look for SeanSilverman.com. Is that the blog? <laughs> Um, it's actually kind of a, it's, it's MBE tutorial dot, dot blogspot.com. But if you just type my name into Google, pop right up. Yeah. Terrific. All right. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. So that's my discussion with Sean Silverman. Sean specializes in second time test takers, the MBE, the MPRE, and he also has a specialty with the Florida bar. 
Again, you can reach him at silvermanbarprep at gmail.com or check out his blog, mbetutorialblogspot.com. That's our episode for today. We welcome again any feedback ourselves at lawdefact at gmail.com or you can tweet us at lawdefact. Thanks as always to www.bensound.com for the music. Enjoy your day.